are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are here on opening day of baseball. I know you mostly <laughs> probably aren't listening for baseball news, but Tom and I are excited. His Brewers won. My Mariners are up at this point. I don't think they can blow this one, but <laughs> we will see. How excited are you about opening day? Oh, dude, I love baseball. Sometimes I love it more than football. I know that's like a sin to say, but <laughs> it's just it, there's something about watching your team every single day to where it's just like, yes, I have something every <laughs> day I can watch. And sometimes you don't have to watch it. You can just keep it on your TV, whatever, but yeah, I love baseball. We're not uh, fishing through all the Twitter feeds during the football season trying to find something to talk about. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. There's no game on today. I mean, it's only three <laughs> games a week, so or three days a week. But all right, enough about baseball. We're going to yeah. start with... The news around the National Football League. I had originally planned to talk about something different right away, but <laughs> in the last couple of hours, it seems my Philadelphia Eagles have been wheeling and dealing. Howie Roseman added again, traded a sixth possible fifth round pick for Jordan <laughs> Howard. So our running back situation a little bit clearer. What do you think of this one, Tom? Well, it's definitely a good deal for the Eagles. I mean, you guys needed something and Jordan Howard's just really not that bad. He's not that bad of a player and he just didn't work out in Chicago. It's just different type of offense. That offense is completely different than what Jordan Howard gives to a football team. And I believe that he will give the Eagles a really good uh, running back. Yeah, that, well, you guys need something. You didn't really have anything that you could count on. I know you had the one rookie last year that was pretty decent for a little while, but he can't you, he can't put the workload on him. <laughs> so. No, not yet. I think uh, Jordan Howard fits fairly well. Uh, I actually was missing Legarrette Blunt last year. He, yeah, he, some of those runs that he you know just break off and run over a couple of people. It was it was nice to see, and hopefully Jordan Howard. You know, I, I've seen him do it in the past, so hopefully he can fill that void that was left by Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, absolutely. I really do think that he makes the Eagles a better team. They needed a running back, and they went out and got one. And we'll get more into it later because the topic of our show today is going to be the current ADP rankings uh, yeah. for PPR drafts. Uh, but due to the uh, departure of Jordan Howard in Chicago, there's a guy that I think we both kind of like a little bit now that he's gone, and that's the recent addition in Chicago of Mike Davis. We'll talk about his ABP later, but I think uh, he's going to be a steal in some drafts this year. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt. I mean, he's going to go up from where he's at now because of this, but uh, he's definitely going to be underlooked in most drafts, and that's the kind of people you got to go for. <laughs> that's right. Got you lots of value that way. So we have what I was going to start with before the news of 
Jordan Howard joining the Eagles because of our Wisconsin nativity. Jordy Nelson has finally decided to actually call it quits. Uh, Amazing career with the Packers. Best chemistry I've ever seen with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Won a Super Bowl, you know. Hopefully they'll, like, bring him back in one of the preseason games or something and give him a little tribute (laughs) and let him step on the field for a second or something. I was a little surprised they didn't just sign him on like a one-day contract, whatever, just so that he could retire as a Packer. He probably will, but they just haven't done it yet. We'll see what happens later on. But I I definitely you you think of Jordy Nelson, you think of the Packers. You're definitely not going to think of the Raiders. Yeah, no. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Nope. And then speaking of the Packers, we have found out that Packers versus Bears will be the Thursday night opener. For the 100th season of the National Football League, and you know what, two better teams than two of the yeah. oldest and one of the biggest oldest rivalries, Packers versus Bears. So, our neck of the woods is probably pretty pumped up right now to get this season going. <laughs> yeah, well, I think everybody's starting to get pumped about football. I think it's starting to get in the air. You can feel it because yeah. people are talking about the rookies and all that stuff and now you're thinking about drafting if you're in a fantasy football league you're doing your mock drafts and all that i just think it's it's starting to get more exciting once baseball starts football really kind of <laughs> gets gets kicking in gear too that's true we were talking about opening day and i did my first best ball draft last night <laughs> so i'm already i'm already on top of things and i was pretty happy with my best ball draft we'll probably talk about that a little bit as we're going through adp later sure. uh, a couple more news items uh you were talking about rookies and Dwayne haskins you know the possibility of him going to the giants well i read a stat that i'm not too happy about if you think Dwayne Haskins is going to be a good quarterback. 72% of his catchable passes in 2018 were either behind the line of scrimmage or within 10 yards after it. That's higher than every other quarterback prospect in the last four draft classes. So you're saying he's not super accurate any further than 10 yards down the field? Just that much of his catchable passes were that short so it's i don't know if he's necessarily inaccurate further than that but he's not attempting many after that that could be true i'd like to see others uh that same stat on other quarterbacks to see how that compares to others but it definitely raises an eyebrow for sure yes i believe the last person i had heard talked about in that manner was Geno Smith. He had a lot of passes that did not go very far in his last years at West Virginia. So you know how that turned out. We have some firsthand knowledge on uh, this show about Mr. Geno Smith. You do not want to be compared to Geno Smith. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'd rather have Mark Sanchez. Yeah, he at least gave you a couple of good years and some hope. I don't think Gino ever did that after he got punched in the jaw. Yeah, that was pretty much the hopeless point right there. Yep. That was the limit. Because you were actually kind of excited about him going into that year. I was excited about him for his rookie year and his his second year didn't work out. I needed 
that third year, I needed to see it. If if he didn't have it, then it would have been done, and I was I would have give up on him. But he got punched in his jaw, <laughs> and then it became the Fitzmagic show, and it was it was great. I love the Fitzmagic stuff. I mean, he led us almost to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid Bills had to beat us the last game of the season, but whatever. Winning you're in and you couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. That's just <sighs> magic though. Isn't that kind of how he <laughs> That's is? That's exactly how he is, and I expect <laughs> more of that. And we'll probably get into him a little bit with some uh ADP knowledge and players around him because there's not much there. But yeah. uh one more thing I'd like to talk about newsworthy. Uh again with the New York Giants, John Mara was apparently the only person to vote no on the new 4th and 15 proposal option instead of the onside kick. Mm. So 31 to 1 about giving teams that option of going for it on 4th and 15 instead of an onside kick. Where do you stand on this issue? I'd rather see the onside kick. I, I just think it's something that's everybody's used to, and I, I, I don't know. It's just... The fourth and fifteen seems like it's just too easy. It's too easy to convert on a fourth and fifteen. I've seen that converted way more than I've seen a onside kick converted. Well, from what I've been reading, a fourth and fifteen conversion is about as successful as the old onside kick rules. But okay, the well, new that, onside I, kick rules are it only works about seven percent of the time, I think it was. Where before it was about 20% of the time. Okay, when you say the old onside kick rules, I have to clarify. Are you talking about just the run-up, or are you talking about you could stack everybody on one side of the field? I believe it was more of the uh, running up, but I'm not 100% sure. I was just reading about new and old, but I, I, okay. I hate the fact that you can't stack everybody over there. because Yeah, I think that's, that's yeah. another thing they took away that... I don't know. Just keep certain things the way it is. It's really not. Are people really getting hurt on onside kicks? That's what I, I was thinking. I don't remember the last time I've seen anybody get hurt on an onside kick. I mean, oh, although, I because it's one of those change of possessions or there's going to be a commercial break after whatever happens, happens, that we may not see an injury because they already go into a timeout and that person may be laying on the field for the first half of our commercial break, and they finally yeah, get up. Yeah, I mean, that's, so that's we, possible. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, you would think you would hear about it, though, whether or not you see it. Yeah. They come back from break, hey, what's his face from special teams? Yeah. Got hurt. Nobody cares about special you teams. Probably, you probably wouldn't <laughs> care. It's like, okay, who, whatever. Get somebody else. Yep, Exactly. Uh, I don't know where I stand on the issue. I think it's going to make for more exciting games. No, there's no doubt. About that. <laughs> but there's you're no going to give guys like you know Rodgers and Brady who can pull something you know out of their butts. They're gonna they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna do you know, something. They should change. They should change the rule. Fourth and fifteen, but you can't use your starting quarterback. Wow, that would be amazing. And then. Yes. You know, the last couple of years, you know, with the Eagles, we could have had, hey, backup quarterback, go. whatever, we'll take the chance. <laughs> well, then then people would start starting their worst quarterback 
And yeah, at the beginning all. of the game, they take the first snap. <laughs> Technically, he's the starter, so we can use the other guy. You know, oh boy. There's always loopholes. Yeah. I guarantee you the first person to use that loophole would be Belichick. Oh, of course. I was just going to say, the king of yep. loopholes, he would know. He would start his punter at quarterback or something, oh, so he had course. every quarterback option no matter what happens. But, uh, well... That's it for news. We do have a new but probably long <laughs> running segment, and here we go. <laughs> Cringeworthy Player of the Week. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first one's not going to be too cringeworthy, but I thought it was funny nonetheless. And our first cringeworthy player of the week is the guy who just came home to Philadelphia, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> he apparently last year when his former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, played against the Eagles when he scored on that first play. He ran by the sidelines yelling at Doug Peterson or whoever was over there. You should have never let me go. <laughs> While Doug Peterson yelled back, I wasn't even here. <laughs> so, dude, Deshaun, hey, get your facts straight before you start yelling things. I mean, most of that team wasn't even there the last time you played a snap. Right, exactly. And then, of course, it's like, you shouldn't have let me go. And, well, you want to? You want to come? You want to come over here? I mean, yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I wish we would have still had you when I took over the head coaching job, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't the one. You gotta blame somebody else, and yeah. we've been blaming that Chip Kelly person for quite a while now on a lot of different <laughs> things. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on to our ADP discussion. We've got we'll highlight some of the. Big, uh, weird, uh, eye-raising ADP rankings here. But most of them are going to be pretty on the nose right now. Some yeah. of them, you know, there's going to be some guys that I think are too low and some guys I think might be a little too high. And I guess we'll just start off with, you know, and of course we're talking about PPR. Now, the yes, first yes. overall pick, I think, is mostly going to be Saquon Barkley after the year he had. And it is, but that is, for me, one too high. Of course it's one too high. Because there's a certain somebody that, if I have the number one pick this year, I am not going to take anybody else. Man crush. <laughs> Are we talking about your man crush? <laughs> yes, you're talking about my man crush, and that is Christian McCaffrey. I will I will draft him number one overall every single time. I don't care where he is in the draft. If I have the opportunity to get him, he is mine. I can't blame you. I mean, there's basically four guys that I have no arguments against. Uh, right, right, right. Barkley, McCaffrey, and the other two are Zeke and Kamara. I mean, with Mark Ingram gone and just Latavius Murray yeah. coming to fill him in, I think Kamara's due for a giant season. So I'll have to uh, tell everybody here. I just, you know, I said earlier, I did a best ball draft and I ended up with pick five. So I did not get any of those four guys. I would have been (laughs) happy with any single one of them following to me. And now we get into the discussion of like, 
Okay. Are you yeah. taking a wide receiver next, or are you going to take another running back? And those next running backs are Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell. Which of yeah. those gives you the most confidence going into this season right now? Well, if it's a redraft, it's hard not to go with Gurley. But if it's a if it's a dynasty, it's really I would probably wouldn't even go with a running back right here. I'd probably go with a wide receiver. But since we're probably talking redraft, you'd probably go to Gurley. But yeah, that arthritic knee really does play with your mind a little bit. And right there, and I might consider Le'Veon Bell just because I'm kind of a homer when it comes right. to things <laughs> like that. But I mean, Melvin Gordon's a fine pick too. It's just really, I would probably go with either Gurley or Bell in that spot. Yep, in that spot. I was in, and I went with Gurley. And I know I, a few weeks ago, was telling everybody it's time to sell Gurley. Well, that's in Dynasty Leagues. I am going with this one season, and all he has to do is give me a few great games, and I'll be happy with the outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought about Le'Veon, but I actually just traded for him in the flag (laughs) league, so I'm not going to put all my (laughs) eggs in the Le'Veon basket quite yet. But, uh, yep, I went Gurley. I would have went Bell next and then Gordon after that. And that's just for this year. That's not yeah. dynasty purposes. So Right, exactly. Again, it's basically perf- personal preference on those three guys going into the year. And then, of yeah. course, you've got your stud wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. Those are the next three in the ADP here. Which of those guys are you wanting, number one? Number one wide receiver, it's either Hopkins or Adams. I'd probably put Julio a step down from them, and I'm I almost I almost <laughs> rather have OBJ and Michael Thomas before Julio, just because of preference. That's not because of anything that is just uh, that. You love that word. I know you do. <laughs> that word is the. It's not because of stats. All right, <laughs> but. Uh, it's it's just a personal preference when it comes to that. But honestly, Julio, OBJ, and Michael Thomas are all about the same to me. I think Adams is uh, going to be better than Julio, and Hopkins and Adams are about the same level for me. Now, if we're talking best ball, I in the second round, I ended up with Julio Jones, but this is best yeah. ball. He's going to have some monster games. That, so that's, that's what you got to take ball. into account. Yes. Oh yeah. But if you're just doing a regular redraft league or even a dynasty league, Devonte Adams is my guy there because we told you he had one of the best consistent seasons yeah. I've ever seen. The guy never scored less than 16 points in a PPR game last year. And right. you can't ask for anything better than that. No, you, you really can't. I mean, when it comes to consistency, I, I I almost go berserk over it. I, <laughs> yes, you do. Every time I see a consistent <laughs> player, I just like, yeah, got to get it. All right. Well, in between those five guys that Tom mentioned there, Hopkins, Julio, Devante, OBJ, and Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, we have my first iffy ADP ranking, and that is James okay. Conner. Yeah. I know what he did last year was awesome, but he's also got a little bit of injury concern, and that whole offense, we are just not sure what's going to happen next year. Well, I think James Conner is the guy going forward, and I don't think there's any doubt to that. So if this was a dynasty, I, I actually kind of like the position there because you, I mean, he's a, he was a rookie two years ago, so he's got a lot of time left, and he was very successful last year. 
but t- uh, uh, yeah, at eleven, it's kind of it's kind of iffy for a redraft. I I would honestly, if I'm going <laughs> running back here, which I probably wouldn't, depending on my situation, I guess, but I'd probably just rather go with David Johnson, <laughs> who is next on our list, and yeah. I've been touting him a little bit. I did it last year, and of course he wasn't the number one overall pick that I wish he would have been last year, but he still did good, and now he's got a coach that loves to throw to the running back. So I agree with you. I would take David Johnson over James Conner in this instance. And then we've got (laughs) two of, in my opinion, the worst ADP yeah. rankings of the moment, almost actually three in a row here. And it's all the <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs guys. Travis Kelsey at 15, Pat Mahomes at 16, and Tyreek Hill at 17. I'm not touching him there, are you? Uh, I'm not touching Travis Kelsey there. I wouldn't mind touching him a little bit later. <laughs> but out of them three, Travis Kelsey is the only one that's anywhere close to worth it right here. Do you remember the last time we took a tight end this high in drafts, not not you and I, but as a yeah. fantasy community, the last time we took a guy this high at tight end was Rob Gronkowski, and he just hasn't – it was never yeah. worth it. I mean um, – It would have been if – it would have been worth it if you drafted him in the years that he went crazy in. Right. But, I mean, it's – it's Kelsey right now, I mean, it's really – if Hill is out, <laughs> and he's not going to play. That's the only real target that Mahomes has. So I would imagine he's going to get a ton of looks, which makes it almost it's not it's not even close to worth it at 15. He has to be he has to drop down at least another 10 spots before you consider it. But Pat Mahomes no way, no way. You cannot draft him this high, especially no. without the weapons that he may or may not have. We have to find out more about that before you even consider drafting him this high. And Delvin Cook, uh I mean, just it makes it makes your stomach drop when you think about him. It's just like, man, this is just the guy that you really thought could do it, and maybe he does, but that maybe is a maybe, and I can't go with a maybe. Nope, there's one guy in front of Dalvin Cook in this list that I still think might be a little high, even though we loved him last year, but last year we got him in the fifth round, and that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's worth the second round pick. I don't, because here, here it is. Juju, Dalvin Cook, yep. Joe Mixon, and then Antonio Brown. Are we really taking Juju above Antonio Brown right now? I don't think I can do it yet. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Antonio Brown, yes, their car is not Roethlisberger, but Juju just Juju is not Antonio Brown. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown has proven every single year that he has played the game, every one of them except for like his rookie year. Right. It's like how do you how do you go against that, and how is it that he's not grouped up into the other above above Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's got to be above Travis Kelsey, right? I, I understand we have touted the what's the word I'm looking for? The effectiveness of having a stud tight end. We do like oh, yes, the first three but, or four guys, but in the second yeah. round is just no. Antonio Brown is a PPR monster. Right. It shouldn't change then, that much. In the second round for Travis Kelsey, it, on this one he's fifteenth. If you're in a fourteen-person league, that is a 
<sighs> second round pick with the first pick in right. the second round. That is just not okay with me. I cannot do that. Nope. Uh, so the guy in there that we didn't mention is Joe Mixon. I still yeah. I'm not sold on Joe Mixon. I understand that he is basically the guy there in Cincy, but uh. he's absolutely, to me, he's absolutely worth this spot. Okay. Uh, there's really no other running back that I can see going forward that has a more sure of a thing than Joe Mixon does. I don't like it. I, <laughs> I'd rather have some of the guys ahead of him, no doubt, but I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be just the only guy in that in Cincinnati. So, I'm going with him at 18 or somewhere around there before I go with Nick Chubb or yeah. any of them. Yep. Uh, the, the next few people, I, I, I'm good with Mike Evans here at the end mm-hmm. of the second round. Um, like you just mentioned, Nick Chubb is right there at the end. I guess it depends on who you went with. If he's your second running back at the end of the second round and you want to load up on running backs and you think you can do wide receivers better later, yeah. All right. I'm okay with that. Uh, Mike Evans there at the 23rd spot. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. I, I he's very he's actually a really good wide receiver, and there's not a lot there anymore. I mean, Godwin's going to be something, but yeah, we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying Mike Evans is going to be the target on that team, so you have to know that he's going to get a lot of looks. Uh, then we have the very end of the second round, Zach Ertz. Again, yep. if you have to take a tight end that high, I don't know that your team is going to look as good as it could have. We were we were taking right. tight ends in the third round last year, whether it be Kelsey or Ertz. Unfortunately, neither one of us had, I don't think, any shares of George Kittle. So no, no. we didn't get lucky there, but... Zach Ertz and Travis people Kittle. were taking Gronk in the third round as well. That's very true. They very were true. expecting him to be better than what he was, but he was, obviously. I said it. I said it. Yeah, you did. He wasn't going to be that good. <laughs> I was right. I was right. Yep. So if you can get either of those guys in the third round, I'm good. But I think the second is just a second little too round, early yeah. for tight end. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off the third round with Adam Thielen. He's whatever. If he plays like the first half of last year, that's a great spot for him. If he plays like mm-hmm. the second half of last year, ee, I don't know. I'd say it's it's about the right spot for him. Um, I there's a, there are a couple guys that I think I would rather take more than Thielen, unless we're talking dynasty. Sure, but we're not. But yeah, I I would rather have a couple other guys in that spot. Uh, the next. Head scratcher for me because I don't think I'm going to touch him anywhere <laughs> near this ADP, and that is Damian Williams. Yeah, right at is... the beginning of the third round, I just can we really trust him? No, that... you can't because you <laughs> they have they have what Carlos Hyde, right? Right. So I I, I can't trust Damian Williams this high. If somebody's taking him this high, go for it. I he's got to at least drop another ten spots for me to even think about it. And the next guy on this list, both Tom and I have been saying yuck, yuck, yuck for a couple of years now because of all of his injuries and who knows what, Mr. Leonard Fournette out of Jacksonville, which I have to say I did take in the third round in my best ball league. Right, but that's that's this is 303 we're talking about right yep. here. We're not talking about late. Th- I think he's more of a 310. I mean, it's not... 
it's not too horrible of a pick if you're getting him in the middle or at the end of the third round. But if 303 is stretching it, but it's I can understand it. I can, I just don't know if I could do it there. If you knew this. he could be healthy for 14 games out of the season, <laughs> 303 I think is fine. Oh, yes, absolutely. But no that's doubt. never, ever going to be a sure thing ever again. Mm-hmm. All right, let's run down a few more here real quick that I see no problems with. Keenan Allen, George Kittle, yep. T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, all good bets. I got A.J. Green in the fourth round in my best ball, so I'm I'm good there. That's a good – yeah, that's a good deal. And, then, and uh, Keenan Allen and T.Y. Hilton are the guys that I would put ahead of Thielen. Yes. That's why I'm going to make that because yep. I said that earlier. Then we've got a number of running backs in here. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about the two wide receivers in between them really quick. Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs. I'm probably fading them in the end yeah. of the third round. I'm not a big yeah. fan of either of them. What about you? They're For me, they're fourth round material, or at least close to fourth round material. I can't. At this point, you probably already have some wide receivers that you drafted. At least one. And if, if you only have one, maybe you consider it, but uh, there's there's other there's other guys you do I would rather have no doubt about that. Yeah. So here are the clump of running backs that are at Ugh. the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. Uh, there's a bunch, so stay with us. Yeah. Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Carryon Johnson, Devonte Freeman, Philip Lindsay, Mark Ingram, and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I do not like this order one bit. Uh, I'm okay with Sony Michelle to a certain extent, but man, he I, he proved it for like the last two three weeks and then in, into the playoffs, but he hasn't proved it for an entire season. Right, and that's where I think White is something that could be a good steal if he's going to go as late as what it looks like he's going to go. That's probably a good spot for him. But uh, Mac, man, right now you don't even know if he's going to be the starter. And then Aaron Jones, carry on Johnson, uh, Devontae Freeman. I actually like that. I I think he's going to be successful. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. Mark Ingram, I love it. I, I absolutely love where he's going right now in drafts. Philip Lindsay, I like. Derrick Henry, I'm always going to be iffy on until he absolutely proves me wrong. Right. But yeah, that's a very interesting list, and it's definitely not ordered in the way that I would. If you had to take one of those guys. Which one would it be? Devontae Freeman. Okay. Yeah, I can't argue too much with that. I mean, he's got his own issues. But uh, I yeah. think if you need somebody who is going to play every week, maybe not give you high see, point totals. The thing is, is he gets hurt like all the time. Right. So I, I would have to reconsider and, and maybe go with like a Mark Ingram or something around there. But I couldn't. I couldn't go with anybody else ahead of Ingram at this point because Ingram I think is going to be the guy yes <laughs> and I don't think it's going to be even close I think he's going to go crazy I think Tom and I may have just a little bit of a man crush yes <laughs> we're following Mark Ingram this year we're telling you guys right now we like him I think he's going to be very consistent and that I mean out of all those guys I would be the most okay with <laughs> in in constructing my team for right. just this year. 
Exactly. So then we've got a few wide receivers, Edelman, Cooks, Galladay, Cup. They all come with their issues, and yeah. uh, you know Edelman obviously should be fine. Cooks is in that Rams offense where you never know who the big wide receiver is going to be for a week. Uh, Cup, again, right alongside there. And then Robert Woods is just a couple of pl- places down there. So they're all yeah. right here. Which one of those Rams wide receivers do you trust? The Rams wide receivers, I, I trust Cooks more. But as far as the order that they put it in, this is actually pretty accurate when it comes to where I would rank them. I think Element's going to have a stellar year. Cooks is going to have a fine year. Galladay, Cup, and then Woods. I like it. Yep. Nope. I'm I'm fine with that order. I yep. like Cup more than Cooks, but I don't know that I can trust Cup in the end of the fourth round. It seems a bit high for me. Yeah, with his uh, coming back from an injury, so we'll see. Yeah, I I definitely hear you there, um, but there is one guy that I probably <laughs> would take. I, I don't know if I would because if he's going to fall this far, then so be it. But I would consider him to be a better fantasy football wide receiver than the guys we just mentioned. That's Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Um, this the, the Cleveland Browns are going to be a really good team this year, and so. I may have a little bit of a man crush on Jarvis Landry this year like you did last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's who I got in my fifth round of the best ball, so I'm right there with you. I was able to get him a little bit lower than the ADP on this one. So, yep. And uh, on this list, it says the lowest that he went was 608. Wow, 608. I would love to get him at 608. That's ridiculous. My gosh, 608 would be crazy. But I don't want to pass up the other tight end that's on this <laughs> list, and that's Eric Ebron. Yes, he. that's 21 spots past where George Kittle went. So there's almost right. two full rounds in between tight ends there. There is a drop-off. Eric Ebron, great for best ball. I was not able to get him in best ball, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I think he is definitely somebody to keep an eye on. If you don't like the guys in this area, because there are some iffy ones, you know, quarterbacks are starting to fall here in the ADP, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck. And then you've got some really iffy people, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Tevin Coleman, Tyler Boyd. I do not yeah, well, want to take any of those guys. At this no, point, not. But I, I, I want to back up a little bit because we we skipped over oh, Trey Cohen yes. and Darius Geis we did, and didn't Chris we? Carson. And I actually, I think Tariq Cohen might go a little higher now with the Jordan Howard news. But I can't imagine he goes too much higher because he is a one of them type of backs that's kind of electric. So I don't think that he's going to be the main squeeze behind in the backfield. I, um, I think. Tariq Cohen is going to be exactly what he was last year. I don't think he really goes any further. And if he starts going up the ADP ranks and he starts going into the beginning of the fourth or end of the third, I don't know that I can take him because it's just, I don't know. I actually like Darius Geis here too. Um, if you if you believe, which we're going to have to find out later, I want to get some more information on him personally. But if you believe that he's going to come back and be number one starter week one, then absolutely worth it right here. Um, that, unfortunately, they did get Adrian Peterson back, which kind of threw on a, a two-year deal, no less. Yeah, it, that's what's 
kind of weird. Uh, but I, I do like Geist here. I think he's going to be the guy once she becomes healthy and understand. I mean, he's got to understand the offense by now. He's probably sitting there reading it, memorizing it <laughs> right. all year. But once he gets it and clicks and everything, I, I believe that he will be the guy. I mean, he that one run he had was really good. <laughs> but uh, we can move on. Yeah. Well, here's uh, the what fourth quarterback off the board, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And then the superior value, in my opinion, for the New England backfield, James White here yeah. at the yeah. end of the fifth round, if you're talking about 12-team leagues anyway. And, and we're talking about PPR. Yes. And we're not talking about standard. I mean, this would be about right if it was standard. I mean, he'd probably be dropping even lower. But PPR, I got to believe he's going to be a lot higher than this. He was the number so, seven running back last year in PPR formats. Now, of course, right. you can never completely count on a strictly PPR back to do the same thing no. every single year. But my goodness, I, James White in the fifth round, who has a possibility of being a top 15 back. Hell yeah. Exactly at five oh nine. That's where they got him, and <laughs> the latest is six ten. Yeah, you can't be serious with James White. Dang. If you get him in, if you get him anywhere close to six ten, you just won the draft. Right. Like, that's just <laughs> that's my opinion. But my gosh, he is he is. It's like it's like the Patriots are kind of went back, but also kind of didn't go back to what they've used to do. They they have two guys that are actually pretty good. At least I think so. Uh, but it's hard to know which one is absolutely going. I think it's going to be a one-two punch, and I think it's more of a one-one punch. Yeah, they're both going to be very successful, and I think James White's going to get more PPR, more receptions than. Uh, can't think of the other guy's name right now. <laughs> Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. I think he's going <laughs> to get more receptions. I, I. I wish we were doing ESP today because that would be my ESP. We're going to have to start that back up. Uh, yeah, to start it back up. Getting close. we got to get through the draft here, and then we'll probably yeah. start our ESPs right back up. Well, let's move along. Alshon Jeffrey, that's about right where he goes. Kenyon yep. Drake at the end of the top-ish tier running backs. I mean, somebody's got to the balls in Miami and somebody's got a <laughs> score for them. Why not Kenyon Drake this year? Yeah. Um, I, I've got this, I traded for him in the flag. <laughs> yes, league. you did. It was, it was a very strange trade. However, I did get what I believe is the best wide receiver also, um, back in that trade as well. But I believe, <laughs> and you also that, got his backup in Kalen Balaj unless I, they draft somebody. Is, so that, is very that helps. Uh, that's definitely a big reason to do the trade, but I, I believe that Kenyon Drake's going to be halfway decent. It's it's tough. Uh, I don't want to go too far into any of Miami players because that is the next team I'm going to do on shuffle a deck, and right. I don't want to give up any of my any of my stuff on these <laughs> people. But I don't know who I'm going to do yet. But I gotta I gotta save some of whatever it is I'm going to talk about for that. So I, I do. I have a question for you. Okay. They got Hunter Henry uh, and then O.J. Howard. Do you really take Hunter Henry over O.J. Howard? Wow. Uh, <laughs> that is a great question. Uh, in, the sixth, I, I, in the sixth round of my best ball, I actually took the next guy on the list, which was Evan Ingram, if that yeah, tells you anything. Yeah, that's perfectly understandable. But for me, Hunter Henry over O.J. Howard? I, I, I <laughs> With... 
with the, the, the Buccaneers not having the guys that they had last year, Adam Humphreys and Deshaun Jackson, they got to go somewhere else besides <laughs> Evans. And it's it's got to be O.J. Howard. And he wasn't that bad last year. No. And Hunter Henry didn't even play. <sighs> so we got to put some stuff in perspective here, folks. This is got to be the last time people put any faith in hunter henry i mean we've (laughs) been saying this for three years this guy's taken over for antonio gates he's gonna be the next big thing philip rivers loves his tight end it's gonna be hunter henry well you've got one more shot guy and i'm not taking him at the end or the beginning of the sixth round no there's no doubt the tight ends for me are gonna fall a little bit because if if you don't get one of the top tier guys, you might as well just kind of get one of the mediocre guys because it's just all kind of the same. But I actually think Ivan Ingram is going to be pretty good. So taking him in your best ball leagues is a great great option there. Uh, but I digress. We can we can move <laughs> on. We don't need to spend all our time on tight ends. That was one more tight end that uh, just recently retired, and I did a yeah. fantasy fuel on the fire. Rob Gronkowski. I just I, I was looking at his high and low draft, and somebody took him at the beginning of the third round. I'm like, oh man, you <laughs> yeah, should have waited just a little bit longer, and <laughs> you would have not had to worry about him retiring. Yeah. Mm. Uh, receiver in between all these tight ends, Doug Baldwin. That's just, I mean, as yeah. long as he doesn't continue with, you know, so much injury history, I mean, he's going to have mm. some hernia surgery, I believe it was in the offseason yep. here. So Doug Baldwin's a little bit iffy, but, you know, in the sixth round, that's pretty good value for him. It's Yeah, that's a pretty good spot for him. I don't mind that at all, as long as he plays. Yes. Yeah. yeah couple more quarterbacks in this area Deshaun Watson and Drew Brees I mean if you're if you think you gotta have a quarterback I guess those are two pretty decent guys but you and I are probably not taking quarterbacks even in the sixth round we're still gonna wait because there's plenty of guys that you can get gosh there's there's all sorts of people when you can wait so long for quarterbacks Oh, here's a few more wide receivers. Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, and Tyler Lockett. Which of those three should be on your list? Uh, I liked all three of them, to be honest, this year. Um, I kind of think I like Allen Robinson the least, but Mm -hmm. I really think Mike Williams is going to have a great year. Tyler Lockett should have a really good year, too, but... I mean, I, honestly, I think they're all going to have a pretty good year. Allen Robinson, I we got to go. I want to look back at his stats. He had that one really amazing year, and it's just like he's going to get back to this sooner or later. And I think that once Trubisky and him get on the same page, really get on the same page, we could we could see another big huge year out of Allen Robinson. So I don't want to make I don't want to bash him for any reason because <laughs> I actually think he's got some kind of value. No doubt, but I really like Mike Williams this year. I think that's a a very valuable pick in the sixth round. Yes, uh, with the departure of Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams should get a little bit larger of a share of uh, Phillip Rivers' passes, and you know they're going to pass and pass and pass out there in L.A. with the Chargers. So I think of the three of those, that's who I would take uh, just based on volume. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a guy who was absolutely in sync with Russell Wilson last year. Whether he does that on a bigger scale and has a higher volume, if he could get a higher volume, I think he would be a steal here at the end of the sixth round. But we just don't know how much they're going to throw to him. Yeah, there's a little bit of a risk there with him. No doubt about that. 
Uh, a few running backs here. Our steady man last year, Lamar Miller. I think this is yeah. fairly good value for him. They did not add any running backs that I remember he's, in the offseason. He's, he's the guy, and if you're getting a running back in the sixth <laughs> round, I, he, I, I he can be your RB2 and get you right around 10 points a game if that's how you want to play your running back game. I mean, I mean, think about this. You could get somebody in the first, your, your running back in the first round, and then you get, you could get like three or four wide receivers, and then all of a sudden you get Lamar Miller. Yeah. You already got, you got like a really good lineup there. If Lamar Miller is going to, I mean, he's the guy. There's, there's nobody, there's, <laughs> unless really they nobody draft else. somebody, and one yeah, of those guys on this list right now is Josh yeah. Jacobs. Uh, and he is yeah. right behind Jarek McKinnon. Now, Jarek McKinnon is still a complete unknown in San Francisco since yeah. he uh, tore his ACL last year. But Josh Jacobs is a complete unknown because we don't even know where he's going to go yet. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Texans will try and snag a running back in the draft, and then that will, you know, decrease Lamar Miller's value. Maybe they're yeah. still high on Dante Foreman. I don't know. He don't didn't understand. show anything last year. I don't understand the ADPs. That I feel like when you're doing an ADP this early, or if you're doing a draft this early, you should kind of leave their running backs out of it because you have no idea where they're even going. <laughs> right. So you really you shouldn't even have them in this conversation because if he goes somewhere where he's just going to sit, like if he goes to the Cowboys, I mean, something, he's not going to. No. But if he went to the Cowboys, he's absolutely worthless. Right. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't like it. Nope. I, although it would be a horrible spot. If he went to the Rams, <laughs> I don't. Oh I don't, boy, here we go. <laughs> oh, I don't boy. want to go too deep on it, but it, <laughs> it would make some sense. You know, we we all well, not everybody, but a lot of us bashed the Rams when they took Todd Gurley. You know, coming off of what was it, Trey Mason? I think was yeah. And yeah. we were like, why? He just had a great year and. Well, I'm not going to bash somebody taking a great running back if it fits. And hey, maybe if they do, we'll be like, oh, oh. It's more if they do that, then you know that that knee is more serious than they're even letting on. Like we all know, it's kind of serious. Right. We've 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 gotten to that point now. But if they draft a running back, whew. You better believe that it's more serious, and I wouldn't even touch him if they draft a running. Oh yeah, I will be regretting taking him at the fifth pick in the first round if they take Josh Jacobs or somebody as high as uh-huh. he goes. Oh boy, uh, the other running back in this little clump is Rashad Penny. Uh, we didn't talk too much about Chris Carson earlier, but he had the last like eight games of the season were awesome. Yeah, so this is another situation where I think Carson and Penny are like a, a one-one punch. It's almost like they don't know exactly who they want to be the guy, so they continue to make both of them the guy. And I think that, like you said, at the end of the season last year, it was pretty much a, a penny show. And I liked it, and I think that I think that it's just going to – we're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> I'm probably not touching either one of them, to be honest, but if I had to, I could – definitely take penny this late in the seventh round sure uh let's skip through a few and we'll kind of hop around a little bit and not talk about everybody but LaShawn mccoy in the seventh round now i got him in the 10th round in my best ball so i was quite yeah. happy with that 
And yeah. you just did a shuffling the deck about LaShawn McCoy yeah. and Frank Gore. And I think both of them together are going to make a decent punch as long as that offensive line can hold up. So if you can get LaShawn McCoy as your third running back, you know, maybe not even as a flex option yet, but if you can get him as your third running back. Absolutely. Hey, why not? Absolutely. Because I, with Frank Gore signing, he's going to be taking a lot of the more conventional thing. He's not really a PPR <laughs> running back. No. So McCoy is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a little tricky things and they just put both of them out there at the same time. If they do that, McCoy's value to me goes skyrocketing. It's going to be a lot better if they put them both out there at the same time. Well, LaShawn McCoy has done some Wildcat stuff in his day. So that's true. Could be an interesting mix there. I definitely like him in the seventh round. If you get him in the tenth round, that's almost gold. Like that's a third running back in the tenth round. I mean, that's awesome. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Got uh, next two running backs, Kareem Hunt and Jordan Howard here in the – Seventh-ish round, late seventh, early eighth. Uh, you'd be taking a giant chance with Kareem Hunt because he's out yep. for the first eight weeks. He didn't even yep. attempt to appeal the eight to try and cut it down. So no. you're missing eight weeks. That's not – I don't think I can take him for a regular just redraft league and be confident. I mean, you, you know, really have to luck your running backs up to this point. Even then – it, you're almost you're wasting a spot right. on your roster if you take him. Even if you take him with your last pick, at, at some point you're going to be tempted to say, "Man, I really don't. <laughs> I need, need a him space for roster. somebody. I need somebody else." And he's not going to even play until the till the ninth week of the season. Mm-hmm. What what is there by? I got to look that up. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it was like somewhere around the 11th or 12th week. So. It, oh, it's the 11th. It's okay. right here. So you're going to miss nine weeks of Kareem Hunt if you do that. Yeah. It's really not a smart. If you can't do it. I would not draft him this year. If you have him in Dynasty like I know you do in yes. the contract league. <laughs> but you have to hold on to him. and you have to. It's not really wasting a spot because you have him for years to come. Right. But. I couldn't do it for a redraft. I just won't. Unless I'm, I'll, I'll trade for him later on, maybe. Right. I don't maybe. want to give up. I don't want to give up a whole ton either. So, we'll <laughs> no. See. Nope. Uh, the other guy there was Jordan Howard. We talked about him at the top of the hour. I don't know that I can draft him in fantasy this year. I mean, he would have to fall because I just don't know what the usage is going to be. I mean, the, the Eagles still have Corey Clement coming back from injury. Josh Adams showed signs. Wendell Smallwood showed some signs. I mean, together, and, and we all know Doug Peterson loves running back by committee. You know, We saw it with Blunt, Ajayi, and Clement during the Super Bowl run. So best ball, maybe, but I don't even know about this high. Boy, it's the eighth round. Uh, it's when you're getting a. This is again. This is like a running back three at this point. Let's sure. remember where we drafted him last year. Right. This was at the end of the second round last. <laughs> Let's year. remember where you big. drafted him last year. Okay, I drafted him in <laughs> one league. Whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the second round, all the way down to the very beginning of the eighth round, that is a big big jump down yes and i don't think he's that bad of a of a running back to where i wouldn't consider taking him <laughs> in the eighth round I mean, even in the seventh round i'd almost consider it if if 
I absolutely thought I had to have uh, some kind of running back uh, security. Um, if I if I absolutely don't need a running back here, I'm not going to take him. There's no doubt about that. But I, I don't mind it in the eighth round if I need some kind of security. And he's better than the next three running backs on this list anyway, Royce Freeman, Austin Eckler, and Matt Breda. Right. I think yeah. he'd be more consistent than those guys. We liked Eckler last year, but he had his issues as well. So, Well, the thing with Eckler is he's not the starting running back. Right. right. So what we're Jordan Howard will be the starting running At least you would assume. I, I would assume that he'll at least get every chance to be the starting exactly. running back. Yeah. And honestly, if you're going Eckler, I don't, I don't, we're skipping over a lot of people here, but I don't want to go too far. But Latavius Murray is almost a little more valuable to me than Eckler at this point, just because if they even try to treat Murray like they treated Mark Ingram, this is going to be yeah. a pretty valuable pick here. But yep. it's, hard, it's hard to say that right now. Now, here is one of my steals of this ADP ranking. At the very end of the eighth, beginning of the ninth round, they have Golden Tate. Yeah, no doubt. That is a great spot, and that will be your third or fourth wide receiver. And he is a great flex play no matter what. And I think Eli is going to force him the ball because Eli doesn't throw it down the field as much as he used to. And Golden yeah. Tate is great around, you know, the line of scrimmage and the first down marker. So PBR, why not Golden Tate? That love that pick. I, I actually really like that pick as well. And they got Christian Kirk ahead of him, <laughs> which I mean it's fine, but I don't. I rather have Golden Tate right there for sure than Christian Kirk. They also have Corey Davis, Sammy Watkins, Dante Pettis, and DK Metcalf thrown in the mix yeah. here and i would take golden tate over every single one of those as far as consistency goes yeah um did you say sammy Watkins? because i might take sammy Watkins over, <laughs> over golden tate. Yeah. I, I might just because i said as far as consistency goes come on okay consistency i understand <laughs> that but yeah we, it, otherwise i'm going sammy Watkins, and i know i that pains me to say it but Yes. I probably would over Golden Tate this year if I had to. Uh, uh, here we go. End of the ninth round, there's Larry Fitzgerald and Sterling Shepard. Those are pretty decent values. I mean, we got to know who the quarterback is going to be in Arizona. If it's yeah. not going to be Josh Rosen, who knows? I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is still fairly good here, close to the 10th round. I mean, I got him in, what, the 12th round, I think it was? You, 13th round in my best ball draft, so why not? Yeah, here's another question I got for you. Yeah. Would you really, would you really, in a redraft, tra- take Christian Kirk over Larry Fitzgerald? Uh, no, there is zero chance That's, that I would do I that. I don't understand how he is in the eighth, eighth pick of the eighth round, and then Larry Fitzgerald is in the tenth <laughs> pick in the ninth round. Uh, yeah, well, let's see what the high pick for Kirk was 5'11". Holy 5'11". cow. 5'11". I don't think this had anything to do with Dynasty because there is a Dynasty yeah. option and we're not looking at that one. We're so. not looking at the Dynasty option. That's, that is And wow. his low was 9'10", and Larry Fitzgerald's high was 7'03", and low was 10'12". Wow. I understand the 7'03", to sure. a certain extent, but... Man, I just I can't understand why Christian Kirk is so much higher. Nope, doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and even this, I the next wide receiver on the list is starting Shepard. I'd have him over <laughs> Christian Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
got Trey Burton here in the tenth round. Uh, Vance McDonald was a little earlier than that, and that's probably because of the departure of uh, Jesse James to Detroit. So he'll he'll be the pass catching tight end there. Yeah. Uh, well, we got Deshaun Jackson, Geronimo Allison, D.D. Westbrook, Kiki There's just a bunch of what if wide receivers, and then two what if wide receivers. I think one of these is actually a pretty good value. I'm going to tout Devin Funches just a little bit. I think he went to <laughs> okay. the perfect spot with Andrew Luck, but I think Adam Humphreys went to the worst spot with Marcus oh. Mariota, although Marcus Mariota had even more injuries than I remembered him having <laughs> last year. I, I There was a little bit of a list. It was uh, nerve. It was uh, spine. It was you know list after list of injuries. Yeah. So I Yes, maybe we can give Marcus Mariota one more shot, but I'm taking Funches over Humphreys here. Uh, absolutely, I, Humphreys for me. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't. I'd have to drop <laughs> him down even even lower. I just can't do it right now. He's going to have to prove to me something beyond the with Mariota on the Tennessee Titans, and then maybe next year I'll draft him if he proves it. But I can't do it this year. Yep. Uh, one of your man crush from last year, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, going here at the end of the eleventh, beginning of the twelfth round. He could be. I think he's a great number two in a best ball format, but oh, I don't know oh. what I can expect out of him. Well, he is. Uh, I, I I can tell you what to expect. I can tell you you're going to be very happy and very sad at the same time because he's going to make you happy. He, if you're starting him, there's every, if, well, if you're starting him every single week, there's, pro- there's a problem there. Yeah. Well, there's been a few quarterbacks. I passed over just briefly because I saw Lamar Jackson. Got to go back, and we've got to talk about my and Josh Allen. Because a wide receiver here coming up, John Brown, I think, is making Josh Allen that much better in my eyes. And John Brown is going beginning of the twelfth round. I think that's a really, really good spot. So John Brown hopefully makes Josh Allen that much better. He can hang on to the ball. And Josh Allen in the beginning of the eleventh. I think is a good spot if you're just going to wait and wait and wait and wait for quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. good spot. I, I, I do like John Brown there. I also like Moncrief. Um, I think Moncrief's going to have a, a pretty good year. Yes. And in the 12th round, I think that's extremely valuable. That's that's something I would almost – I'd pounce on that in a second. Um, Tyrell Williams, uh, it's fine right there. I'm not – not going crazy about it. Uh, Anthony Miller, I really like that. I really do. I don't know if I'm drafting him in the 13th round, but I really like his his uh, position on the team, and I think he's going to improve quite a bit. Yep, yep, I can agree with that. Some. I just got a question. I, we didn't really discuss this. Okay. How far down the list are we going to go? <laughs> uh, we were almost done. There's just a couple okay. more guys that I needed to get to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some running backs, you know, Duke Johnson and Ronald Jones – Obviously, Duke Johnson should have some value the first half of the year, but if you can get that unsuspecting person to take a trade, if he's been doing well, 
you know, before the halfway point and Cream Hunt comes back. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's one of the last guys I wanted to talk about in the beginning of the 14th round. Now, obviously, he's going to jump up, but I don't know how far because Tariq Cohen has gotten everybody's attention that I yeah, think Mike Davis is a great pick anytime after the 10th round. And I think he's going to end up higher than that even. But right now, if you're drafting right now, and I know some of you <laughs> want to at least, yeah, yeah, grab Mike Davis anytime after the 10th round, and I would be ecstatic. No, oh, I, I would say yes to that. I don't know about 10th round because there's, like we said earlier, there's a lot of other guys that I would probably consider. But Mike Davis is somebody that is going to have some value in less they draft a running back to take that spot because Mike Davis, he had success last year. He really did, but it wasn't, he wasn't the guy. So I'd like to see him in a full year being the guy. If he's going to be the guy, then so be it. And I guess I'll go one more because I saw a name that stood out to me and that's in that muddy tight end field. And here we go in the 14th round, Chris Herndon, who you yeah. might be able to say right now is the best tight end in the AFC East. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's actually kind of surprising. Just think that about is, that for a minute. No Gronk. Gronk is gone. It's definitely not Gasecki. And um, Tyler Croft in Buffalo. Tyler While Croft, I like I, him I, there, I... Wow. There you go. <laughs> That was, I mean, we got to end on that, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. We can end on that unless you want to do a really, really quick recap of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. Not a whole lot this week from Antonio Brown, but there has been some news out there. Of course, there was some shared audio of trade conversations that he had with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, and apparently. The Patriots, the Eagles, the Titans, the Bills, and the Raiders were all discussed, but he made it clear he did not want to go to Buffalo. <laughs> so I I did hear I, the rumblings of the Eagles, and I was like, I think I that would be amazing, but I don't think we wanted to give up quite as much, although it wasn't that much to give up, you know, for him to go to the Raiders. So I hope I hope now that the Bills make the playoffs and uh, I hope the Raiders make the playoffs, and I hope the Bills beat the play beat the Raiders in the playoffs. That would just, be awesome. Just to shut him up. <laughs> and one more uh, tangent on there was about Emmanuel Sanders leaving the Steelers. Uh, that that year he was a free agent. The Steelers yeah. offered him three years, nine million dollars, and only a million dollars guaranteed. He walked into the office and said, I don't want to take that deal. He was told, who do you think you are, Antonio Brown? <laughs> and Emmanuel Sanders said, I wanted to say F you, but I got up and told him I'll never forget that. And yeah. Emmanuel Sanders, he got much more guaranteed from the Broncos when he went there, and he's had a pretty successful career since he left the Steelers. So oh, yeah. you know, as much as the Steelers are good at – developing and drafting wide receivers they they didn't keep him and they probably should have i'm i'm 
I could be wrong on this, but Emmanuel Sanders has just as many Super Bowl rings as Antonio Brown does, does he not? Hmm. Um, that does sound accurate. Now, wait, does Antonio... When's the last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl? I think he was actually on the team when the year won they it. won it, but he okay. that was before he broke out. He didn't have much of an effect right, on that okay. season, so... Yes, it's either tied or Antonio doesn't have any. So, yeah, that, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's where we're going to end it this week. I would like to thank you for listening. It was a little bit longer of an episode, but we wanted to, <laughs> we really wanted to dive into some drafting strategies and some ADPs this week. So, I think it would be useful if you are drafting soon, at least, <laughs> which, you know, at least best oh, yeah. ball, we are we are getting into the swing of things. So, again, thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. Also, the Fantasy Football Stardom and Sidham page on Facebook. We're starting to really get into the swing of things there um we've got a youtube channel that you can watch this on now that'll be in the show (laughs) notes it's not an easy to remember url yet so you can find the links there um i guess that's about it so again thanks for listening rate us on apple and all those good uh podcast platforms and don't forget stay fueled up this off season